Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, guys. Welcome back to my Plus Size Grandma Reality Show podcast. And I am Miss Coco Belden. Y'all, let me share this out. Okay, y'all, so I'm back. Yes, I made it one year. One year smoke-free. I can tell y'all this right now. As as people are going to be coming in listening to this podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you from my heart that have prayed for me. That have been praying not just for me to quit smoking. But also praying, you know, for some of the... Um, some of the um, related illnesses that come with smoking. And I tell you, it's just amazing what God has done in one year. So I, I thank God for all of you that have prayed for me, that have stood in the gap, that have stood by me, that have, like, just encouraged me. I mean, if you encouraged me a little bit, you you made me take a step toward the right direction, okay? So... It's one year. I don't know what I'm gonna do uh, far as eating today. I'm 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 celebrating in my own way, kinda. I'm gonna wait and celebrate with my birthday, which is the 24th. I'll be 46 years old. And today I'm just gonna have me some beef tips with some cabbage and some carrots in it. And I'm, I don't think I'm gonna put in potatoes, but yeah, I'm just gonna do a little light dinner, something simple. I wanted to bake my granddaughter a cake. I don't know if I'll get to that today or not. But, yeah, um, I'm excited, y'all, because I smoked for over 30 years. For over 30 years, I smoked. And um, I was diagnosed with COPD in 2015. But even being diagnosed with that, that wasn't enough to make me quit smoking, okay? Just because you're diagnosed with something... You know, sometimes you continue to do the same thing over and over. I was around family members who were diagnosed with lung disease on their last day, and they still continued to smoke. It was like that demon just had them. They couldn't couldn't stop. And so when they died, last thing they did was smoke. And I actually witnessed that, and I said, I don't want that to be my future right there. And even seeing that, it was still hard to quit smoking. 
Uh, and I will tell y'all something. It's a mind thing and it's a, per- a perspective thing. It's actually how you look at it. How you look at it. I mean, what does it do for you? I had to dig into my soul, into myself, because I know I want to live the life that's pleasing in the eyesight of God. And so, faith without works is dead. And without faith, you can't please God. And I know my heart is to serve God. And so, I had to dig within my soul and find out what what was the real reason why I couldn't quit smoking, even after being diagnosed with, you know, high blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, um, type 2 diabetes, you know, pre-diabetic, um, even knowing all that stuff, PTSD, I still, you know, I look at my chart, my help chart sometimes, and I'm like, all these diagnoses on here, and I still kept smoking, like, why didn't something just stand out to me and say, girl, you know you're going to make this worse, right? Because nothing will stand out to you. Because all you got is what you know from when you were younger and the day that you started smoking. When I started smoking, I was smoking to impress. I was smoking to socialize. I was smoking for my pleasure. For some reason, it seemed like it gave me a fake pleasure. And, and that pleasure didn't last long at all. I'm telling you, it's, it only lasts for as long as you're smoking that cigarette. But once you put that cigarette out... That pleasure is gone, and you got to light another one. This is where the chain smoking comes in at, you know. The chain smokers, they have to have one after another because that's the only way they can engage. At least that's what they think. And so I, I was closed-minded when it came to quitting smoking, and I was also I also lacked knowledge and wisdom when it came to smoking. Never studied up on it because I didn't really want to quit at that time. Oh, excuse me for y'all here. Ooh, it ain't even early and I'm yawning. But, um, I never, um, I never truly put in my mind that I wanted to quit. I never, and, and then when I did want to quit, I never made steps toward quitting. So I didn't, I didn't prepare myself and do the things that I needed to do to help me quit and to, uh, also address if I relapsed or anything. I never did that, so this time it was different, though. This time, I think my body just got tired. My mind got tired. Having PTSD, um, some things are play over and over in my mind, and it just woke me out. You know what I'm saying? It just woke me out mentally. I was like, I'm done. I don't need one more thing, you know, um, you know just terrorizing my mind torturing my mind and that's what those cigarettes do um they come to torture you they come to steal kill and destroy but they come formed as if they are the pleasure of the world or as if you know with this cigarette you're going to be okay you can get through anything um it's going to help your stress it's going to help your anxiety in my mind you know that's the life i lived that i thought that these cigarettes were you know just part of life and part of everyday things that go on and then you know, you get those sicknesses. And, uh, you just um, keep you just keep going. I wish I could stop yawning, y'all. <laughs> but anyways, um, so for me, 
I had to really turn to God and I had to ask him to put in my path what I needed. I was in need of something and it was education and wisdom. I did I was in need of knowledge. I lacked knowledge and that's why I kept failing every time. But once I started studying and you know, I seen I have seen what chemicals do to people and and so once I started studying, I realized that these cigarettes had over 7,000 chemicals in it. And I was like, well, no wonder I don't have any peace. No wonder I can never find my joy or have joy. If I have joy and happiness, is temporary. Because these chemicals in these cigarettes, they just bounce around on your brain. You know, causing mood disorders and everything else included. Causing um, strokes, heart attacks, you know. These cigarettes, that one cigarette, you just never know when that one would be the one. To spark whatever's going on on the inside. So, before I quit smoking, I wasn't diagnosed with high cholesterol or... um, I was diagnosed 2015 with COPD. The lung disease. But I wasn't diagnosed with high... I mean, I was, and I did have high blood pressure. I've had high blood pressure since I was 15. And um, so I quit smoking. And let me tell y'all something. All them years of damage. Don't you dare expect. Now, you, you can expect if you want to. But it's only by God's grace... That you will not have any serious problems or complications going on inside of your body. Before I quit smoking, I didn't have high cholesterol. I didn't have no problem with my back, my nerves, um, cir- blood circulation, none of that stuff. None of it. So after I quit smoking, um, probably like a, a few months down the road, I started noticing that... Um, I started really craving sweets a lot. A lot of sweets. Oh, Ooh, excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all, if I keep yawning. It's it's probably this air in here. This air feels so good in here right now. Y'all, hold up for a second. Let me go check my pot right quick. I do not want my ribs to burn. So give me a second. Okay, I'm going to eat me some Cheerios in a minute for lunch. But, uh, look at that date. It says Tuesday, August 16th on my TV. I'm loving seeing that. <laughs> but, um, after I quit smoking, immediately I started craving sweets. Lots of sweets. And I gave in to those sweets. I gave in to the junk food and that's the one thing I didn't study on how to avoid was the food cravings. I didn't study on that. So what ends up happening is I eat a bunch of junk food. So I did gain back some weight, y'all. I probably gained like 20 pounds, 25 pounds back, maybe 30. Not sure, but I got disgusted, so I stopped looking at the scale. And then I started, I I never stopped working out. It's just that I just ate more 
I was eating more than I was, you know, working off. And so I was craving those sweets and stuff. And and so what ended up happening, my AC1 went up. It left from a 5.9 and went up to a 6.4. And um, my blood pressure started getting out of hand, out of control because um, of the simple fact of the sweets that I was eating and the chips that I was eating. Doritos was the problem. Uh, ranch Doritos. I always had to have Ranch Doritos. I'm talking about family bags. And at the time, I wasn't thinking about consequences. I was like, well, I've lost weight and I can, you know, just work out and it's not going to bother me. But as your body is cleaning out of these chemicals and getting rid of these chemicals that you didn't put, that I put into my body for over 30 some years, I'm not thinking that <laughs> that something can go wrong. I'm not thinking that. So about the fifth, sixth month of uh, being smoke-free, I was diagnosed with the high cholesterol. And then I started having kidney stones. Um, I had a nerve trouble, um, hard to walk and stuff. I'm in therapy now for that. So um, it's just a lot of things started breaking down on me. My heart was good, though. My heart's been good the whole time. But those other things, they added up to major, to be major things, you know, in my life. And and then here in August, you know, they're telling me that I got kidney disease. What? I'm not receiving that, by the way. Notice I said they said, not me. I'm not receiving that because I read my lab work. And if that's the case, I must be done had it for a long time. Because... My lab works stays pretty much close close to each other. Now, I did notice some things that looked a little suspicious to me, so I am paying that attention this month when I um, go do my lab work. I will be paying more attention to that. But I'm not a doctor either, though, y'all, so um, I just learn a lot of stuff. I, I just get research, education, you know. That's how you got to do when it comes down to your health. But I started having complications after I quit smoking. And I'm not going to say that's going to happen to you. And I can't say that this won't already in the making. Because you got to understand, I've been heavy all my life. So it's been in the making. So I can't contribute one thing to another. You know what I'm saying? It's been in the making for years since I was like 10 years old. I was like 10 years old and, and gaining, gained all that weight. My highest weight was 560 pounds and I was still smoking. Smoking, doing drugs, alcohol. Y'all excuse me if you hear my nose a little bit. Um, smoking, doing drugs, alcohol. You know, was an alcoholic. You know, anything that I could do to keep myself distracted, I was doing to keep from looking within. And so all them years of cigarettes, you think about that. All them years of cigarettes smoking from a pack to two packs a day sometimes. My highest I got up to was two packs a day, and that was in 2018 when I started smoking two packs a day. And then I came back down to the one pack a day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I tell you, it was just it was just so much going on in my life. Nothing was in order. And I and even though I looked organized, to a lot of people I looked organized and that's because the spirit of the Lord was with me. But in my life living with me, I was so broken, I was so hurt, I was so tore up. Um at some point I didn't lose my identity. But I shut my mouth. I stopped speaking up for me. And that caused a lot of stress in my life. And once that stress started hitting. Oh that them ribs smell good. Once them, that stress started hitting. I, I found myself getting up in the morning time. I would have to smoke about five cigarettes. Before 10 a.m. I went from smoking like one to two. To smoking five cigarettes before 10 a.m. It was like I had to have a certain amount of cigarettes every hour. And now it had became so bad that I was timing it. You know, I was timing it. Is it time for me to go smoke yet? I mean, that's how rock bottom I really hit in those cigarettes. And I look at my behavior now. I mean, it's disgusting, you know. Here I am. My son kept saying, but, Mama, I don't want to go buy you no cigarettes. And I was like, come on, go buy me some, please. I'm going to tell you all something. Buying cigarettes, I never went in. I, I, I only went sometimes. But a majority of times, I never brought my own cigarettes. I always had somebody to buy them for me. And I don't know why I was like that. But that's how I was. And I mean, that's been the whole 30 years. The whole 30 years, I was a smoker. I always had somebody else going to the store and buy them. But I can tell you, today, I don't have to have nobody go in there and buy nothing for me. If I can, on my good days, I get up and I walk in that store and I get what I need. Like right now, I just want to go to the store just to be going, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, I'm so happy that it, this is my first anniversary and I know there will be many more to come. Because once you start smoke, stop smoking, well, for me, I got to say for me, ugh, I felt my freedom. I was no longer controlled by a cigarette or forced to get up during the middle of the night and go get a cigarette, go to the store, buy a cigarette, forced to buy two packs here and there, you know, forced to have chewing gum and peppermints on me all the time and sprays that were kill down the scent see there's a behavior that comes along with smoking and there's so much you that you are doing not just to um that you're doing that you're not paying attention to the extras that you're doing the extra can be you know like just having fusses over cigarettes like i remember i used to fuss sometime about cigarettes and i would fuss if somebody brought me to rome if somebody brought me the wrong kind of cigarettes or if they brought it at the wrong store, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm not going to lie. I was picky and funny like that. Picky and funny like that. I got where I only 
would smoke cigarettes from this one store and that was it. And I would smoke from the other store only if that one did not have the cigarettes. I mean, there was a whole extra life going on that that was unnecessary, that was stressful. Imagine you go to one store, they don't got that cigarette, that pack of cigarettes. Then you got to travel to two, three other stores to see if they got it. And all the cigarette trucks run the same day, so all the stores just about out. You know, it was so much that comes along with that that people don't think about. You you talk about you smoking because you stress. Well, smoking is causing you to stress. And I had to look at that thing the right way. Smoke is the cause of my stress. When I quit smoking, my anxiety went down 90%. You hear me? I went from having anxiety attacks about every day, whether they be on a scale of 1 or they be on a scale of 10. You know, sometimes I have small attacks. Sometimes I have medium-sized attacks. And sometimes it would be large attacks. But now it's like I probably have an anxiety attack now like once a month. Once or twice a month. It's not every day like it was. But you see, when them chemicals going in you, they will make you think that things are going on. They make you feel exhausted and tired. I gained so much energy after I quit smoking, but it took about three months, though. Look, that that stuff, it's got to clean out your system, y'all. And listen, the sooner you stop smoking, the sooner it can start cleaning out. Because from what I read, I think they said it takes like five years for your heart to restore back to a normal heart. So, when I look at this stuff that I'm going through now and these new diagnoses on me, I'm like, this is just, you know, I'm not afraid of any of this stuff, first of all. Because my heart is right with God. And I love the Lord on the day. And I love people. And I know the word of prayer. And I know how to speak over my body and speak into my life as, as well as I do others. There's nothing I wouldn't do for somebody else or tell somebody else that I'm not going to do for me. Now, I have my days when I feel weak sometimes, but then I had, you know, I seen a, a, a Facebook status that day when I felt so weak, and it said, let the weak say I am strong. So when I feel that I'm down to my weakness like that, I do, I run right into God's arms. I ain't got nobody else's arms to run into. I can't run into my mama arms. I can't run into my daddy arms, my sisters, my brothers, my children, but I can run into God's arms. And that comforts me. And it gives me strength. Now, I may not have the strength to get up physically or something like that. But spiritually, I'm there. And I don't feel bad as I, as you know, you would going through certain situations. So, I'm just like very thankful on today that I can stand here and say that the Lord has truly killed me. That he is my light. My joy unspeakable joy he is my peace he is my high you know what i'm saying because when i start talking about god like i get this joy inside of me that feels i feel light on my feet you know what i'm saying i feel light on my feet i feel light in my heart and i can tell you cigarettes never made me feel like that cigarettes gave me heart palpitations cigarettes made my stomach feel full at times cigarettes gave me heartburn at times Cigarettes um had me weak. And I'm talking about weak. Some days I ain't even want to get out of the bed. Some days I would, like back when I was working, I would go to work and I'd be 
so rushing to get to a cigarette break, I lost all focus and concentration because here I am focusing on this smoke that can't even give me life but take life from me. Focusing on something that's taking life from me. So I'm just trying to help the next person and tell the next person, listen, I can't tell you what to do with your body. It's yours. You do what you want to do with it. I can only stand here and be a testament to what God has done for me. When I quit smoking, I started seeing differently. Because sometimes smoking will have you in relationships with people you ain't got no business in a relationship with. You know, like, take for instance, when you go out there for that smoke break, now you're entertaining gossip, right? But what if you want a smoker and you want going around that stuff? You ain't got to deal with it. You ain't got to, you know nothing, you ain't seen nothing, you ain't part of it. So if you, when you quit smoking, it could take you out of places that you shouldn't have been in to start with. Places you know you've been complaining about for years. Oh, they talk too much. They gossip too much. That ain't my type of thing. But you go around them because you smoke. So you see how this demon can have... And I do call cigarette a demon, okay? That demon can have you in places that God ain't told you to be in. It can distract you from your true life. See, now I get to see the true life. The true life that God has for me. Without smoke. I never thought that I would be able to sit outside on my porch or walk around outside without having to have a cigarette. You know what? I do it every day now. So it's all in how you think about it. I do it every day now. I don't think nothing about it. Only time I think about a cigarette is when somebody come up around me smoking. When they come up around me smoking, that's when I think about a cigarette. And it ain't about smoking. It's like, don't you even care? Do you even respect the fact that I work so hard to get my body right, to, to um, restrain my lungs and stuff, and now here you want to pump me up with your smoke? You know, so that's the only time I think about smoking. And most of the times, uh, most of the time I won't go around people who smoke, or if they're smoking, they won't come up around me and stuff because they respect the fact that, I worked hard to quit smoking. They they respect the fact that I didn't just talk about it, but I was I did it. So, um Yeah, I mean that's that's what I had to say about that thing. I'm thankful today. I'm so thankful and if there's anything I can do to help anybody recognize their reason why they need to quit, uh just let me know. You trying to quit and you just need somebody to say a word to you. I'm pretty sure God would give me something. You know, let me pray on it with him, talk with him. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit would give me something to tell you. Because what you're doing, you may not see that now. But eventually, you have to reap what you sow. And so I may be in my reaping season for my health. But I do know still, Jesus, still with God, Still with Jesus, still with God, even though I'm in a reaping season because he knows my heart. He ain't even letting me feel half of what I should be feeling. I've seen people in the same conditions and with the same conditions that I have. They can't even walk. They can't even blow out a birthday candle. They can't even, uh, they can't even, um, breathe on their own. Some are on ventilators. Some are on oxygen tanks. You just got to make the decision. Is that what you want to be? You want to be on an oxygen tank? Continue to smoke because smoking takes your oxygen, point blank. It takes your ability to breathe well, your ability to breathe on your own. I mean, this is hardcore stuff, but it's for real. 
If you think you're doing something and you think it's really helping you, yeah, it's helping you um have many, many hospital visits, many emergency room visits. Many good men and women gone because of lung cancer. And so, I would say, you weigh it out. You weigh it out. If I could tell somebody something, I would say, you weigh it out and tell me which type of investment you want to make. You know, you write it down. What investment do you want? Do you want to invest in a life that, you know, you have your regular sicknesses or do you want to invest in having terminal illnesses? That's how I can put it like that. The choice is yours. Because some of the stuff that happens is not reversible. You hear me? It's not reversible. All you can do is um, slow the progress of these diseases down, but some of it is not reversible. So the choice is yours. Do you want to eventually become sick or you want to stay well? Start the day. And just because you don't got no symptoms of being sick right now because you're smoking, let me tell you about that. Smoking is really a silent killer. It's a silent killer. Because you don't feel your body messing up. You're Because you're still able to do some of the things that you, you are used to doing. But every now and then you might get tired. Every now and then you might feel a little certain pain. Well, them every now and then you better pay attention to. Because them little small pains wind up being some big stuff. I'm trying to tell you. Wind up being some big stuff. That little tiredness you feeling, it be, it could be coming from not getting circulation, proper circulation going on. Um, some people, um, some people all of a sudden get where they can't eat. Well, you know what? Some people can't eat and stuff because you know so they did smoke so much. You know, to, they gotten stomach cancers and and um. And and I keep seeing this commercial. I don't. I used to could not watch these quit smoking commercials, cause or COPD commercials, cause it would just make me anxious or either make me just, I don't know. It made me feel some type of way, so I couldn't watch them. But I watch them now. I watch them now that I don't smoke anymore. I can watch them now with no problem. But it's this woman that comes on and she had her tongue cut off because of smoking. She caught cancer. Um, it's people that's had parts of the jaw cut out because of smoking, you know, and I'm not trying to scare nobody into doing nothing. I'm just telling you facts that people are living out here with holes in their throat because, you know, on them little tools and them little things to speak for them because of smoking. They're so, you know, you quit smoking, a lot of these diseases. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A preventable. See, I didn't have common sense back then. I didn't have spiritual sense back then. I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And now that I look at it, I'm like, wow, yeah, this could have been prevented. This right here could have been prevented. And seriously, it could have. If I would have took the time to address my issues instead of running to a cigarette. You can run to a cigarette all day long, but it ain't going to solve none of your problems financially, mentally, emotionally, or your relationship issues. Cigarettes will not do it. You need God. And you need to be smoke free. Who am I talking to out here today? <laughs> this is my lecture. This is my one-year lecture to y'all that are smokers. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings or anything, but I do come to rebuke and correct because I wish somebody had sat down and told me that you hurting yourself. Don't you know what them cigarettes can do to you? I had, um, I had... I had, I did have a couple old people that told me that. My daddy used to tell me that all the time too. He would say, it ain't nothing but a mouthful of smoke. It doesn't do anything for you or your situation. It hurts you. And I didn't want to believe that. Now my daddy, my daddy been dead and gone now about, uh, let's see, two thousand, about eight years. Eight years my daddy been dead and gone. I'm talking about my granddaddy Marshall, the one that adopted me. And he always got on me about smoking. He never stopped. He always did. He said, I used to smoke and I quit smoking when I was 30. In his 30s, he quit smoking in his 30s. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you this part right here. Because I think it's so important that I tell you this. My dad was um, diagnosed with PTSD um, in the 80s. Diagnosed with PTSD. My dad died at the age of 80-something. I want to say 82. No, 88. I want to say 88. Y'all, let me see right quick. Because this is important what I'm about to tell y'all, so let me see. Um, okay, so my, my dad died at the age of 88, okay? Now, he quit smoking 50 years prior to his death, okay? So, let me tell you something. Even though he quit smoking 50 years prior to his death, toward the end, I'd say the last five years of his life, the scars that was on his lungs started becoming problems. And they wanted to know, was your dad a smoker? And I said, yeah, he was. But he had quit in his 30s. But them scars, because you scar up your lungs, okay? First of all, you're smoking, you're scarring up your lungs. So you already know if you done been smoking for over 30 years, you know it's a chance that you got some issues going on that you don't know nothing about. But 50 years and he quit smoking. And that damage still showed up. So that's how silent that smoking can be. That's how silent the hazard 
hazardous, how hazardous, how, oh, I'm trying to say it, y'all, how hazardous the cigarette smoke can be on your lungs. Even though he didn't smoke nothing, near another cigarette, his body started re coming back with those episodes with lung issues. And those lesions still showed on his lungs from when he did smoke. So I hope that helps somebody to understand that even though if you do quit smoking, because he, he hadn't smoked for 50 years, but he still was found to have some of those um not fully repaired or recovered. His lungs hadn't fully recovered from when he did smoke. So... I'm just, I'm not saying that to try to scare nobody up. I'm just saying that that's how much history your body has. Your body has to endure everything you do to it. Everything. And it records it. Your body records it with scars and bruises and tissue damage. Cell damage. Your body records that. You ain't got to have nerve pencil. You ain't got to have nerve doctor. To uh, do that for you. Your body automatically does it for you. That Your body remembers what was damaged. And what was repaired. Your body knows what it can repair. And it also knows what it can't repair. And what it can't repair. It ain't even going to try to repair. Or it may work overtime trying to repair. And then damage something else. So that's why I'm just trying to make it clear for you. How toxic these cigarettes are on your body. And I didn't realize that stuff. And see, now I'm dealing with a lot of the, um, my body is now trying to repair. One year out, and my body now is is going harder than ever trying to repair. And the best thing that I can do for it is prayer, stay in contact with God, continue to be um, physical active, drink plenty of water to keep the toxins clean now as it's starting to clear out of my body. Because, um, like I said, my daddy still had those scars 50 years later. And, you know, keep trying to do what I can to stay healthy and, you know, like eat my fruits and vegetables and limit my protein, you know, get enough protein, but let some of that protein be plant-based, you know. But today I'm having these beef tip ribs. I ain't had none of these things and I don't know when, but I'm having them today. I probably ain't had no beef tip ribs in about five, six years, maybe 10. I don't know. It's been a long time. But anyway, um... Yeah, you got to take care of that. You got to handle that yourself. Your body sitting there recording everything you do to it. And just because all of a sudden you get saved or all of a sudden you quit smoking does not mean there's not consequences that come along with it. I think if, if I would have um, been mindful and more aware of the consequences that come along with, with smoking, I think I would have made better choices. And it is habit forming. But if you can form a bad habit, guys, please stop looking at this like it's the end of the world. <laughs> if you can form a bad habit, you can form a good habit. You can learn a good habit to replace that bad habit. Matter of fact, it ain't even no replacing. Just toss that thing out. And start learning to do some better things. That's what you have to do. You have to, you know... You feel like smoking, go do something. Go clean up something. Go for a walk. Do something that's going to give you life. For me, I don't think I had no problems with uh, trying to find something to do whenever 
I felt like I wanted to smoke because I'm going to tell you one thing that helped me not to feel like I wanted to smoke was the simple fact I had already made up in my mind that I didn't want to smoke anymore and that um, I read that book by Alan Carr and he said you're only what you think and so I never thought I was like well and then he explained how you already have withdrawals anyway so if you're scared of withdrawals and stuff just keep in mind that every time you put out a cigarette, your body immediately goes into withdrawal. And you're getting through it just fine. Only thing is, you just go get an, you end up getting another cigarette, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, hour later. But other than that, withdrawal starts the moment that you put out a cigarette. And that's every day. That's every day. So I just put in my mind that. I was, I, I've been living through withdrawal and I can do it now. I only had three days where I kind of shaked a little bit, you know, and I think that was because of my nerves really. Why well, I did a little bit of shaking. Other than that, I didn't have nothing except for the cravings of the food. I, I hate that I didn't study more about how to handle my cravings because I didn't even realize they were that bad until... Until like a few months later, I was like, I'm gaining weight. <laughs> and then um, when they came back and said that I had the high cholesterol, I said, oh my goodness, it's because I've been eating these cookies, I've been eating these chips. And I was just addicted to it. Like lately, I've been wanting these little thin mint Girl Scout cookies. I got to stay away from them things, y'all. For real. I didn't brought two packs in three weeks. So I know I got to back off from it. I'm not going to buy any. None, okay? <laughs> but you don't want to replace smoking with another bad habit, though. So if you are planning to quit smoking, re you know, replace what you were doing with something good. You know, just toss it out altogether. Why you got to replace anyway? Just be done with it, you know. Be done with it and start something new. Start doing something new. Isaiah teaches us, you know, that God will do a new thing in us. But we got to believe it and receive it in the Spirit and walk by the Spirit. If you don't know God, I would say um, start Googling scriptures that will help you to know who you are to God and to help you with your situation. There's plenty of um, Google Bible scholars out here. I love to go to God Questions because on God Questions, it talks about the Bible and a different it breaks down the topics for you so if you don't understand bible language that you will understand it if you go to got questions because they take the time to break it down and tell you what it means and how to apply it in your life um daily bread is another good um bible to read matter of fact let me go get it y'all y'all i'm gonna play y'all a little song right quick and i'm gonna go um i gotta use the bathroom i am so sorry y'all <laughs> Like, I'm sitting here drinking all this water and tea, and it's like, let me go. Okay, I will be right back, okay? Come on, y'all. I want everybody to clap your hands. I want you to know that everything you need, God got it. Look at here, church. God got everything I need. Uh -huh. I got to go. God got everything I need. I got to go. God got everything. 
Sorrento the bird here with me. Y'all the only two stand with me. Oh, shut the door. Okay. Oh, Psalms 51, 10 through 17. My sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Now that's Psalms 51, 17. So um, you can go and actually read the whole Psalms 51, 10 through 17. And this this little um, insert says, crushed and brutal. At first glance, I dismissed the painting, Consider the Lilies by Mercado Fujimura as a simple, monoromantic 
painting featuring a lily seemingly hiding in the background. However, the painting came alive when I learned it was actually painted with more than eight layers of finely crushed minerals in a style of Japanese art known as Nahanga, a style Fujimura calls slow art. Looking closely reveals layers of complexity and brooding. Fujimura explains that he sees the gospel echoed in the technique of making broody through brokenness. Y'all Google that. Just as Jesus' suffering brought the world holiness, I mean wholeness and hope. God loves to take aspects of our lives where we've been crushed and broken and create something new and brutal. King David needed God's help to repair the brokenness in his life caused by his own devastating actions. You know, that's what I'm saying about smoking. You know, I smoked so many years and, you know, I'm reaping now those consequences. And it it did break my heart to hear the diagnosis and stuff. But, you know, trusting God, you know, you're going to be able to get through. and, 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 you know... There's always my belief that it's irre- that it's reversible. That whatever damage was done, God is going to reverse it for me and you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let me keep reading. Okay. To repair the brokenness in his life caused by his own devastating actions. In Psalm 51, written after admitting to bruising his kingly power to another man's wife and arranged the murder of her husband, David offered God his broken and contrite heart and pleaded for mercy. The Hebrew word translated contrite is niki, meaning crushed. For God to refashion his heart, David had to first offer him the broken pieces. It was both an admission of sorrow and trust. David entrusted his heart to a faithful and forgiving God who lovingly takes what's been crushed and transforms it into something beautiful. And this was written by Lisa M. Samara. Okay, and and she goes on to say, What parts of your heart are crushed? How might you entrust your brokenness to God? Heavenly Father, I entrust my brokenness to you, believing that in your time, You'll transform it into something truly beautiful. In Jesus' name, amen. And y'all, um, some um, more scripture they give is Psalms 94 through 96, Romans 15, 14 through 33. You know, in your own time, go back and study that, okay? And I know for me that this really reflects on my life because I was crushed. And I feel beautiful now, but when I was crushed and, and when I was in the process of being crushed, I didn't feel beautiful. I felt like I looked like a monster. I felt like I nobody loved me. I felt like nobody wanted to be around me. Um, I remember being a little girl just always crying all the time. I spent a lot of time crying as a little girl because I felt like nobody loved me. And that, and, and, and a lot of people would say I was just crying for attention, but I wasn't crying for attention. I wasn't, I wasn't crying for attention. I was crying because, you know, I was being abused. I was being treated wrongfully. And so when I got old enough to do my own thing, that's when I started leaning to my own understanding and trying to grow up really fast 
So I started smoking cigarettes, messing with drugs and stuff that they tell us not to do. Talk to my little babies here. You know, and I started trying to do my own thing. And as a the consequences of trying to do my own thing, instead of learning how to cope with life the right way, now I'm dealing with lung issues. I'm dealing with kidney issues. And, I, and to God be the glory that my heart has not been included in that yet concerning the stuff I was doing. So I thank God for that. But God is turning my, he's already turned my situation around. And he's given me a brutal life now. The life I was living before I was smoking, I don't know what that was about. But that was not peace. That was not joy. But where I'm at now in my life, I have peace. I have joy. I can be around people. I can tolerate people more. I'm temperate. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm gentle. And I ain't got to fake my life for nobody no more. I ain't got to pretend like I'm all this and all that, knowing deep down on the inside that I'm hurting and I'm going back to my bedroom to cry. Now I can be for real about where I'm at in life. I can tell God, Lord, today I feel lonely for some reason. And then God will have me trace back my steps. Why are you feeling lonely today? Well, I was around people that, you know, maybe there was something that I may have gotten, you know, jealous of or something. Or, or maybe I was around somebody that, you know, just triggered me or something. But God will have me chase back that step. And I, when I say jealous, I mean sometimes we see people in relationships and... And I'd be like, I'd be glad when I get in a relationship, you know, so that can make you anxious. Oh, thank you for this candy, baby. It it can make you anxious. And so I I will get anxious at times. And then that's when God will have me go back and chase your steps. Let's see where this is coming from. And once I do that, I'm fine. I'm okay. So let me tell you something. You may be smoking today. And I can tell you, my granddaughters can tell you, my car used to stink, didn't it? That cigarette smoke. What, what, what y'all think about that cigarette smoke? Y'all can say something. Um, 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 Did I used to smell like smoke? Yeah. Oh, oh, was it bad? On your arm, like I smelled it. Uh huh. On your arm, every time you smoke, you'll get a lot more. Oh, it just adds to it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Ugh, my goodness. Yeah, I now you smell like good shampoo. And, uh, and, um, and flowers. Yes, and but I smell like flowers. Hey, hey. So yes, I'm doing something right, y'all. So y'all, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Get to where you smell good. You can't smell good in smoke, y'all. I see so many young women though. Young women now are doing it, and you know, I mean, they really think they're doing something sitting up there holding their cigarettes and you know posing for the camera and, and trying to prove to some man that may be watching. What they can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. You know that attention-seeking thing. Look what I can do. Well, you better think of the consequences that come behind it. I'm just being real and raw with you. I was that same way when I see young girls doing that. It reminds me of me when I tried to get that man. When I tried to have a boyfriend, y'all kids, listen. When I tried to have a boyfriend, I, I started, you know, doing what he was doing. He smoked certain cigarettes. There I was smoking certain cigarettes. At the end of the day, you know what? He's sick now, and I got some issues too. So it wasn't worth it, was it? It wasn't worth it. Did all that. Ooh, thank you, baby. No piece of candy. Boom. Y'all, they small pieces of candy too. Um, so at the end of the day, it was not worth it. I didn't get the man. I didn't get the man of my dreams. I didn't get the love of my dreams. 
It just was not worth it. So you search within yourself and see what what it is that makes you want to smoke. Is it so that you can socialize? Because I had to really dig in, inside myself and say, why do you want to smoke? Well, my mama did it. My daddy did it. Everybody around me was smoking. My aunts, my uncles. I mean, I just grew up in an environment of smoke. But see, you got to step out and be different. When the environment is there and, and everybody wants to smoke in your environment, you got to trust God to be different. Go ahead, Serenity. Some people just um smoke. Uh huh. And um um a form of people. Yeah. And they they some people could have allergies and asthma. Yeah, cause Serenity has asthma. Yep. That's right. They smoke in front of you, and some people just don't care. You know what I'm saying? So um, I know for me. I was so dumb at it, you know. Um, go ahead, Daphne. Um, uh, with, uh, people buy cigarettes or, um, you know, uh, they be uh, just wasting their food. Mm-hmm. They be just wasting their, uh, I mean, uh, money on a, a lot of cigarettes and stuff. And they end up, end up they, they don't have no more money, so they can't do anything. Can't do and, nothing else. Um, My God. Girl, you you smart. Mm-hmm. And um um and some people just want to buy cigarettes, but they never smoke it. Mm. And then at the first time, they ask for people else for some cigarettes. Wow. Now let me ask y'all something. Y'all see the issues that I go through every day. But listen, let me ask y'all something. Y'all see the issues that I go through every day with my health. With my health, like being sick and stuff all the time. Y'all do know that comes from smoking cigarettes, right? But have y'all seen me improve since last year since I quit smoking? Yes. You've been mm-hmm. saving your money. And now you, when some, since you save your money, you got a car. When some, yes. When some people smoke a lot, their chest going to start hurting. Yeah, mine used to. Yeah, what, what have you seen that's different about me now that improving? I get out more, don't I? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe to do more stuff. Don't I do more stuff with y'all? Without getting out of breath. And let's let's talk about the anger issues. The temperature the temper I used to have. I don't have that like that now, do I? I'm not fussing and stuff all the time now. Right? Yeah. So that makes it I'm telling y'all, no cigarettes to have you fussing at everybody just so you can go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> y'all remember I used to go outside? You said you said um y'all come on. Uh, uh, I need to smoke me a cigarette. Y'all can play outside. Mm-hmm. I be telling the kids, I said, come on, y'all can go play outside while, while I smoke. Yeah, but some kids... They have, didn't like it, though. Yeah, but some kids can't be right beside the smoke. Right. That's why I never allow smoking in my house. I used to smoke in here. When, um, Buki and Jessica were babies. I used to smoke in here. I'm going to tell you what stopped me from smoking in here. My son kept getting allergies. He kept getting sick. And the doctor said, are you smoking around? I said, yeah, it's smoking now. And he said, it don't matter where in the house it is, it goes everywhere. 
So if you smoke in the room, it's still going to come out here some kind of way. And I was like, wow. I didn't know that at that time. So um, I quit smoking in my house because my son kept getting sick. And when I painted my ceiling, like you see the ceiling white. Yeah. My ceiling was like yellowish light from all the smoke. Because the air is like, and like, um, when the people yeah. smoke outside, some different people that you don't know, um, the smoke is just coming right over here. And it stinks, don't it? It smells, girls, y'all, this candy good. <laughs> I still smell smoke. You still smell smoke? Oh, mama. When she goes outside. And yeah. Some some people smoke in the car. Yeah, some people do, you know. Some people be like that. They be like, this is my car. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, all right, y'all. We got three more minutes here. And I will talk with y'all later. Um, I just want you to be mindful of the scripture that I gave. Psalms 51, 10 through 17. Crushed and beautiful. Um, what parts of your heart are crushed? How might you entrust your brokenness to God? And once you give that brokenness to God, um, it'll be a lot easier for you to quit smoking. Because you'll no, no longer be focused on the problem or on, on what people say about you, but you'll be focused on your healing. And that matters most most of all. Alright, so y'all, peace be still. Peace, love, and happiness. happiness yes. And, um, Joy. Yeah, that was it, though. All right, y'all, holla. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.